What's going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Hamilton Train Podcast. I am your host, Jared Hamilton, as always. If you're new to the show, welcome, and thank you so much for being here. And if you've been uh, a frequent flyer of the Hamilton Train Podcast for a minute, I appreciate you as well. Um, today, I have a very, very special guest. I know I say that every time, but all my guests are special. So um, here's the thing, guys. You guys might know him already. Uh, hopefully, you do. He's been on the, the podcast once before. Today, I interview, well, technically yesterday, but uh, either way, uh, I interviewed my good friend, Matt McLeod, uh, on the podcast. Uh, you guys really loved him last time he was on here, and Matt is a plethora of amazing knowledge. Um, and I've been on his podcast a couple times, so if you guys listen to his, you should definitely do that because I'm on there as well. And Matt puts out some dope, dope, dope information and has some really cool guests on his show as well. Now, I won't, I'll try not to keep take this too long because I just want Matt to get in and talk about his stuff. But the thing with Matt is uh, Matt, first of all, is a registered dietitian. So um, his credentials when it comes to nutrition stuff is like higher than anyone else's. <laughs> so um, way higher than mine and higher than most of the people you follow on Instagram, but not just, you know, it's just not a set of credentials for Matt. Matt uh, loves what he does. He loves people and he loves helping, really helping people because I know some other highly credentialed people who don't help that many and gives out some really shitty advice and stuff like that. But Matt is uh, one of the sources that I put my uh, belief in. I support support him and love him and um, agree with what he puts out. Otherwise, I would not have had him on here. So um, whatever Matt says, you know, uh, I approve. I love. I, uh, you know, I really, really want you to listen to what he has to say because he knows what he's talking about. And he comes from a good place and he's helping a lot of people. So um, I get into it with Matt about all sorts of stuff. We talk about some randomness, some really uh, more specifically about how to put your fitness and your fat loss on autopilot where you don't have to think about it as much. You don't have to use as much willpower and as much discipline and uh, and whatnot and how to make this a forever thing, not a oh, 12 week challenge kind of thing. So uh, yeah, we go a little bit all over the place in this episode. Uh, so buckle up, put your seatbelt on the whole nine yards and uh, enjoy. Hey, oh. can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can. Oh man, we got deja vu going on. Hey, <laughs> we're, we're, we're back at it again. I love it. I love it. Man, I, I'm digging that shirt, bro. Dude, this is, this is the, this is the, one of the guest shirts with the, whenever I'm on a guest podcast, <laughs> I, awesome. I, 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 I change, I change up the Hawaiian shirt. So it, that it's more free flowing whenever I'm on a guest podcast. Whenever I do my own podcast, I have a strict podcast uniform, right? I have really? black with pineapples, right? That's my Hawaiian shirt of choice. But when I'm on a guest <laughs> podcast, I'm free flowing. I've got, I've got, a, I've got a, a plethora of different Hawaiian shirts that I like to wear. And this was the choice for today. That's awesome. Well, it was a good one. So that this means for everyone <laughs> listening, uh, they need to go watch the YouTube of the actual face-to-face yes. side of this yes. right now Here to see go. the sexiness. Good look. Get the, get In the, the watch. Get the it's just, I just, it's such a... Um, it's it's just it's satirical i don't mean to be a complete look like a complete douchebag i just do it because i think it's i think it's funny it puts me in a good state of mind and so yeah we're here right now i'm i'm, I love it. I'm excited to be here bro dude i don't i don't do it i won't do it on purpose it just happens today's one of those days um i get my total douchebag look when i have 
like a, a Nike or Under Armour hoodie on, a snapback on backwards, AirPods ends, and then I have my Ray-Bans on. So like, oh man, super D-bag. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I love it. You need, and then you need like some type of, you need some type of, uh, uh, some type of cool like backpack or something, you know? Or yeah, like a, I could get like a, like a blue backpack, like a, dude. like a, like a, uh, what's that? Is it Jansport? Like your, your normal, like college oh yeah yeah like yeah a, for a sure jansport <laughs> or just like a really obnoxious like neon nike one that says nike like in big letters all the way yeah. across the back or something you know that's it that's it i wonder if now i don't have like 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 how you have that watch i need to go get like a chain like a big fat pin chain i don't i don't have uh normally uh, on my with my actual podcast uniform whenever i do my own podcast more than fitness podcast go check it out um yeah. and uh yeah so i w always wear my grandpa's chain he used to have this chain <laughs> and, and awesome. me and him had very very similar personalities and charm and just ridiculousness and so in memory of him and to hone in his personality whenever i, I come it. on these talks i usually wear his chain his gold where chain. did that like totally didn't plan on going here with this where did that all that good. come from like where did the, the 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 hawaiian shirt the watch the chain where did all that come from or did you just like you know what we're gonna have fun with this it it's it, it come i i did i used to do it like just for fun uh with i actually talked about this on another podcast the other day i i did it for fun just going out to bars and things and it just whenever i put on a hawaiian shirt it's just you cannot take yourself seriously no. And no one else <laughs> no one else can take you seriously either and it's just like it's very uh whenever i have conversations with people and the reason why i wear it for every podcast is because in the podcast you want to have such you want to have a genuine and truthful conversation sure. with that person and there's typically walls up and mm -hmm. There's, you can, you can, you can break down those walls and get to that real person With much more, shirt. much more quickly. <laughs> if you make fun of yourself first, cause they're yep. often, they're often so worried about saying the wrong thing or trying to impress you or whatever. It's just like, Hey, I'll make fun of myself first so that, you know, this is a safe space to act goofy sure. or silly. Um, or I just want them to be themselves. And so yeah. that's how I kind of harness that energy from the get-go because if i came in if i was like in this professional setting had lights you know i was in this nice shirt everything was was very tip top it's like then they might be a little stiff yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. and i want i want free flowing and i'm also big into stand-up comedy and all those guys as mm -hmm. well so it's just like if and they I can, all like hawaiian shirts yeah well it's just it's just the silliness right like i yeah. it's just i, I did it a while back and then it kind of just i started wearing them randomly for pictures just to be ridiculous and stupid and it. it just it just kind of stuck on and then the hashtag hawaiian shirt gang was born um, one of my favorite shirts when i was a kid uh that i wore all the time was my green um my green uh it had those same leaves on it, it but it was all different shades of green of a okay hawaiian shirt i like it dude it's just you think of the you th whenever you think of Hawaiian shirts, you think of the goofy dad with the sandals on that has the white long socks underneath it. Yep. Uh, he's got the Hawaiian shirt. He's got the khaki pants on. Um, maybe some glasses. He's a little little hefty. Probably on the a hefty fanny side. pack. Probably. A you fanny know, pack. Ma maybe a fanny pack. You know what I'm saying? He's probably. That's got what my outfit needs is a fanny pack. <laughs> he's probably got some pins in his pocket or something. You know what I'm saying? It's just telling dad jokes, thinking he is the life of the party. Yep. It's just like I I have bits of that in me and it's just like whenever i have these conversations with people it's just like if we're not doing it to to have fun and it's just yeah. like for, for my style i want to have fun i want the listener to have fun at least if they can't see me just through the mm -hmm. through the voice um but but yeah this is kind of how i 
I, I harness that energy. I love it. Well, that's amazing. Well, thank you again for coming on the podcast again, my man. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for, for having me, dude. Yeah, man, absolutely. So a lot of my listeners probably remember you from the last time you were on um, and in the intro or in the intro of this, I gave a little bit of, gave your background. So we won't spend a lot of time on, on that, but I still want you to talk about you a little bit as in, I want to know what projects you're working on right now and what you're excited about. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, right now, honestly, it's still a lot of just inner client work because we're, we're adjusting from yep. not having any gyms at all to, okay, I've got this band and you know this 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 t-shirt really or something cool that I, soup can, soup you know, can. You know, yeah i've got i've got like i've got some soup cans i've got a gallon jug i've got a suitcase like what can i what can i do yeah. from this i'm like all right well we're gonna get creative here um so it's still a lot of heavy client work right now and i'm not um i'm just kind of i'm not trying to overwhelm myself with everything and uh, with that's, that's going on. So yeah, it's mostly client work. And then I'm also working on my automated fitness product. Uh, I ran the automated fitness workshop a little while back. It's just basically, uh, an entire workshop and product on how to, uh, live the life that you want to live, but look good doing it. I'm trying to, awesome. I'm trying to, my whole thing is trying to find the balance between fitness and life, but making sure that, you're not just fo in fitness. You're not just focusing on doing more and more and more. It's like, I want to do enough of the right things. So mm -hmm. this is where my bodybuilding background and these, 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 uh, very heavily evidence-based, I mean, I'm a registered dietitian. I went to school for this. Um, so it's like, I, I want to take all of the, uh, the, the smart people that I've learned from and all the, yes. you know, the, the research and the, the evidence and stuff like that. But how can I simplify that into, it's essentially, uh, it's, it's fitness essentialism. That's kind of what mm -hmm. I came up with. Um, and it's, it's just basically the, the big rocks, like what you need to focus on. And it's just a relentless execution on the shit that we know works time and time and time awesome. again. Um, and so I just tried to format it in a way that uh, uh, it allows you to kind of put your fitness on autopilot, so to speak. And it's just things that me and you probably do and other fitness pros, quote unquote, whatever, uh, do on a regular basis, but we haven't really broken it down into something that is tangible for the uh, quote unquote everyday person to understand and implement right away. This could be how we think about certain things, how we react whenever we fall off track, uh, the things that we focus on to get the most results possible with, you know, less work. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, that was, that's kind of my big pitch on automated no, fitness, it. but yeah, no, no, that's, that's so coming good. out soon. Yeah. Uh, well, let's, let's stay on that for a minute. What are, sure. what are in this way, it also be a good segue into maybe people listening. will go by that. Um, cool. But uh, what are some some cornerstones for that of that for you? Like, obviously, you're not going to give get all the all the details about it. But um, but like in terms of making your fitness automated, I I love mm -hmm. the concept of that or putting it on autopilot. Um, I, I, that that's because if you think about like if you think because I think when at least for me when you say putting something on autopilot, I picture the pilot a pilot in a plane going from crazy like intentful and stressful situation to beep okay, now I'm going to shoot the shit with my co-pilot for a little while. Mm. Like in mm. that kind of energy is kind of when you say, when you say putting my fitness on autopilot, I get a very calm, like everything relaxed kind of vibe to it. Yeah. So uh, in terms of that, how, how, what are some, some things to make, to make that happen? Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, the, and it's funny you use that reference, the reference that I actually use in the, um, 
in the workshop was just thinking about how people, well, not as much anymore, but driving on your way to work every single day, like how often you drive to work and uh, you don't have to really think about it, right? You're just, you're driving, you get in your car, you can turn on a podcast, you can turn on uh, music or something or a mm -hmm. radio show and you can get to work without any real mental effort, right? right? You, it's just automatically, uh, and, and even sometimes maybe if someone's going the same direction, um, say the grocery store is on their way to work or something, but they're not paying attention and they're supposed to be going to the grocery store, but they still go to work. Like they, yeah. they take the turn to go to work instead of the grocery store. And they're like, Oh shit, I was, I was in my head. I wasn't thinking. Yeah. They're, done that. They're kind <laughs> of, yeah, exactly. You're kind of on mental autopilot. Yep. Um, and so basically what I was trying to do, what I was trying to do with the product was, was what are some of the decisions that we can make that can eliminate future decisions uh, and, and, and we don't have to use willpower and thought process and everything. Cause we've got so much other sure. cool shit that we want to focus on in life. Right. So what can we focus on with our, with our fitness to make sure that we're, we're covering our bases, but then also eliminating those future decisions. So mm -hmm. for example, it would be like, uh, um, with, with nutrition or, or actually with, with both training and nutrition. It's just like, it's probably a good idea to, uh, uh track something. And so in, in the, in the product, I, I go over a few different things that you can track. This is just a way to gain awareness. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you track something, you're also going to gain awareness. And then what's also going to happen is another decision is going to be made um, that you become more aware. And then you uh, subconsciously don't eat as much junk food as you normally mm -hmm. do. Right. Or you maybe drink more water than you normally do, or eat more vegetables than you normally do. Um, another example would be uh, um, so like if you're, uh, in your kitchen, for example, there was actually this this really cool study that they did in a um, a hospital. Just to rewind for a second, they did a they did a study in a, in a hospital, and they had a had a cafeteria, and then what they did was they tracked people's purchases just on a normal weekly mm -hmm. basis, for example. Um, and then what they did is, in order to get people to reduce the amount of soda that they drank on a regular basis. All they did was they put water stations, like to get bottled water, they put more stations to buy water uh. throughout the cafeteria. And then also, whenever you opened up the refrigerator, the first thing that you saw at eye level was it's water. Oh, that's you know what genius. I'm saying? That's awesome. So it's just like, instead of opening up that fridge, and then you automatic, automatically saw some soda or something like that, that triggered that dopamine response before you even had the drink yeah. of, oh, that's not like... I want that, that sugary soda. Uh, and so I'm going to get that instead of the water, the water may be, you know, in the back or something mm -hmm. or, or on the bottom shelf or something. It's like, we're, we're switching that up. Uh, and another, another good example is I use my parents. My, my mom has, uh, whenever you open up our pantry to our, our house back home, it's like, there's, there's donuts and cakes and <laughs> yeah. chips. You know what I'm saying? It's just like the first thing that you open up, you see all these delicious treats. And it's like, what do you think your mind is? Yeah. Naturally going to be yeah, drawn to, sure. um, and so and the also oatmeal, the po the protein powder, the yeah, protein exactly. bar. That's, yeah. Oh, it's all hidden in the back, right? Like it's it's you're going to have to work for that, and so you're basically just doing the reverse of mm. that. Like you want to make it as easy as possible for you to make the right choice, sure. and so instead of having uh, M and M's and little treats all around the kitchen, like my mom does, right? Brownies, <laughs> you know, cookies, whatever around uh, and. Yeah, around the around the kitchen. Yep. Instead, maybe have some have some whole fruit. Uh, maybe maybe little packets of nuts. So not just 
nuts because then you can grab you know, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah people know if you have salted almonds or something like that laying around oh yeah you can dude. go through those or the shelled peanuts mm-hmm. you can go through those like crazy but if you have baggies something with an end yep right there's an end in mind and it's yep. just like a serving of nuts then you could have those laying around uh it's the same thing with like bags of chips instead yep. of having the the full bag of chips that's so easy to just mindlessly eat over so easy again. to smash the family size bag <laughs> exactly dude so it's just like instead why not get the single serving bag you can still have the chips you can still get that but make the end uh, a practical thing that yeah. you don't have to think about the decision is already made for you that when you reach the end of that single serving bag you're done yeah right so it's little things like that that i don't think is is stressed enough that i think a lot of us fitness pros may do naturally like we have in our fridge the, the sure. fruit is is laid out well we have all these these uh healthy you may have like deli meat and cheese uh and veggies and things like that that are just more prominent and then if you have cookies or something like that that, that need to be baked it's like you have mm-hmm. them maybe in the back uh, or in your pantry you have the healthier yeah. foods they're more visible and then you have the unhealthy foods quote unquote the less nutritious foods sure uh, in in a, in a harder to reach harder to see space so it's no, just I love little, little things like that that makes the decisions for you so that you don't have to think about making the right choice. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's, that's really good. That's, um, I think you're right. I think um, even just thinking about like my habits and how I coach, like I, that's something that I could do better with sharing that like with my people, especially during times like this right now, because uh, where everyone's at home more than ever, where their routine and rituals, because that's the thing is I'm a, the biggest believer in um is to really get a lot of success in this kind of thing is everything goes back to our habits, routines, and rituals. Cause we go on autopilot. Mm. You just said it way better than I did, but right now everybody's stuff, they have no habit, routine, and ritual because yeah. uh, I see a lot of people who let's say they have their very regimented uh, work day. They get up, they probably have a small breakfast. They go to work. They have this little 30 minute gap for lunch. So they can't do too much damage. Then they work till five. Then they come home and have dinner versus now they're, at home all day and the kitchen is literally mm. seven feet away with, yep. with probably things, you know, the Oreos are probably on the counter versus on top of the fridge yes. uh, and things yes. like that. So yeah. I think that's such a good point. That's exactly it. And, the, and then you have also, and I'm not saying to not have those delicious treats because I'm a, you know, I'm a huge fan of it, but sure. what I'm saying is make it more difficult. This is the, what it is, is the, the macro principle is keeping the trigger foods out of the house, right? That's right. what you hear everybody say. And, and, I, and I recommend that too, because even if you make it hard to reach or hard to see, we're still tempted to, to go grab it mm-hmm. sometimes. So sometimes you may have to just keep those trigger foods out of the house completely. But yeah. if you can manage it a little bit easier, um, and the reason you do that to keep the trigger foods out of the house is because it's much less likely for you to drive to the store, sure. get the trigger food, then bring it back or to go mm-hmm. and like get fast food somewhere, right? That's much less likely and takes much more willpower to accomplish. Yeah, exactly. An effort than, than just uh, uh, um, uh, having it right there in your home. Uh, and so basically with this, it's just like you make the, the, the healthy foods the easy choice and the unhealthy foods the hard choice. And you do that by doing certain things such as using, use aluminum foil over certain casseroles and things like that. So when you open up your fridge, you don't necessarily, you don't see that delicious casserole, that delicious cake mm-hmm. or something like that. Just the, the, uh, um, the, uh, oh, how opaque the container yeah, is, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like how how clearly you can see through the container. So it's like if you have these snacks on the or, or cereal is a good example. So you have mm. cereal boxes that are in these very marketable, very colorful, vibrant, attractive 
boxes. Captain Crunch and Flintstones. Yeah, it's just like yeah. think of all of it. That you see them, and you're like, oh my gosh. Well, they're they're advertised to kids, right? So of course, yeah. even as adults, we're still oh, yeah. honed in by all the colors and the deliciousness uh, response from it. So it's like, but if you take those Fruit Loops out of that box and you put it in a uh, a, a like um, a solid container that you can't yeah. see inside. It's just it's like, like gray, like yeah, boring exactly. Shit. You know, it's yeah. just it's just boring. And so then you see it, and you're like, oh, it becomes much less appetizing, and much mm-hmm. it mu- makes it much easier to resist than if you have that big king or family sized Fruit Loops box directly in front of you. That's super easy to use, right? It's just so it's just like little little hacks, quote unquote, things like that that you can do uh, to just make it make it easier on yourself. Shit's already no, hard enough. That. Like we need any advantage we can get. <laughs> right. No, for sure. For sure. Um, now do you have anything along the training side where you like to put the, uh, this mm-hmm. on autopilot? Is there anything mm-hmm. training wise or is it mostly nutrition? It's with nutrition. You can get more, um, tactical with like those little hacks and things like that with training. And also training isn't usually the hardest part for a lot of people. Sure. So instead what I do <clears throat> What I do with training instead is, again, I go back to, okay, what can give me the most results with the least amount of work? Mm -hmm. And so this goes back to tracking something. You have to Mm -hmm. track something. And I'm not saying track every single set every or every single exercise, every single set, every single rep, and the amount of weight that you use. But why can't you just track your main compound lifts for the day? So like one to two lifts uh, for that day. Uh, For example... If you're doing squats and leg press, those are your first two leg exercises or something. Uh, whenever we can get back to the gym, you know, right? Mm-hmm. right. Uh, but it's just like <laughs> squ- squats and leg press. Those are going to be your first two main exercises for legs for the day. Why can't you just track those? And it can be very minimal, just the, the sets, the reps, and the weight yeah. that you use. And then that's what you look back at the next week. You mm-hmm. don't have to track how many reps and drop sets you do on leg extensions and then the amount of weight. It's like, as long as you cover the basics of, okay, let's track one to two main lifts for each muscle group or even just a movement or something, just the main lifts. Like, let's just track that. And then you're going to get the the biggest bang for your buck. Like, again, you're not good. Like if you're, if you're trying to step on stage and be a pro bodybuilder and get every, that last 5% or 10% of results, (laughs) which most people, me and you, and then other people listening don't care as much about that. We want to get most of it right. And so we, we, we track something, we track the main lifts. And then again, focusing on the main lifts is another one, just like picking compound lifts to focus on uh, instead of, uh, uh, instead of focusing on dumbbell laterals or something, you yep. focus on your military press. And then after that, it'd be like getting stronger over time. So, so tracking something, doing compound lifts, and then getting stronger on those main lifts. Like you've, 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 you're, you're 85% yeah. of the way there. Sure. At least no, for, no for the everyday person, if you can do those things, the other results are going to trickle down, right? The other things that you're supposed to do on a regular basis are going to become redundant. Like those are oh, yeah, okay. Absolutely. Those are fine. Those are give you the extra five, 10, 15% of results that you're looking mm-hmm. for. But it's like, why not again, relentlessly execute on the basics that we know that work instead of worrying about, uh, you know, this having paralysis by analysis yeah. of all these other things that we could be doing whenever we're not getting the shit that we know mm-hmm. works right on a regular basis. Well, I see a lot of people. Yeah, no, no doubt. That's such a good point. I see a lot of people do that when um, they, uh, I call it people getting tweak happy. Um, People want to just constantly be tweaking and adjusting. And I actually do, actually, I used to do my programs like that. I used to, because uh, 
I, people like more variety and they like to be fun and exciting, which I still think there's merit to, but I found myself overly tweaking uh, and adjusting clients programs. Yeah. And it was hella hard for me as a coach because of doing that to everybody. Yeah. But then also uh, like, I would almost argue that would be me, was me feeding bad habits of them just like wanting to get tweak happy. And I was almost enabling versus teaching patience, teaching essentialism. And, mm. uh, and there's also a lot less confusion as in if every week you're like, fuck, I got to learn all these new exercises. But if the past four to six weeks, you've gotten really good at your, you know, your squat, your lunge, your hip thrust, yeah. your plank, you know, these basic fundamentals. And then, you know, one would argue that progressive overload in form got better, let alone just, just weight and things like that. But that's, yeah. that's such a good point. Yeah. And why not, why not <clears throat> even to that point, you can kind of, uh, uh, get the best of both worlds there. Why not? Okay. Let's keep the two main lifts that we've been yep. working on the same for the next 12 weeks. But then if you want that exercise variety to make things more fun for you, okay, well then let's just, the other exercises that you want to do, we can maybe, um, uh, choose different variations of those, or maybe every yeah. four weeks you could change those up, but let's keep the main lifts the same, but yep. then the rest so that you can stay, uh, uh, whatever stimulated, doesn't get too boring sure. or things like that. Cause I understand variety is important. However, if you're switching things up too much, then you have no idea how you're progressing. Right. And again, right. goes back to that. Okay. Let's track something. The main lifts, are we getting stronger over time? If you can, if you check all those boxes, you're likely on the right path, despite yeah. what accessory exercises you do on a regular basis. Well, and I think also people get in the habit of like, I, I'm bored, I'm gonna switch, I'm bored, I'm gonna switch. Mm -hmm. they, let's say people do that with their training, because it's easy, like, oh, I don't feel like doing leg press, I'm gonna do hack squat, or I don't feel like doing forward lunges, I'm gonna do reverse lunges. And I get that to an extent, but I think that sets up bad habits a lot for nutrition. Um, I think a lot of people get, uh, because again, like you said, nutrition is what most people struggle with. I see people right around, uh, most of the people that I see right in that four to eight week mark, they get bored, the excitement's gone and they're like, huh. And they look over here and they get the grass is greener mentality. They're like, oh, progress is slowed with what I'm doing with Matt and Jared. But man, my friend on keto just lost another 10 pounds in like three seconds. Maybe I yeah. should do keto and then, oh, I'm going to do Beachbody's program or oh, and then this. But my favorite example with when that happens is like, imagine taking your popcorn out of the microwave every seven seconds and putting it in a different microwave. And then like, <laughs> oh no, this microwave's got better wattage. Seven yeah. seconds later, oh shit, I want mine in a red microwave and put it in. It's like, you're not going to have popcorn. A hundred percent. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I like that a lot. I think one thing that I've, I've said this before, um, and, and I, I think that it's right. I think, I think it's right. Whenever I said it, it sounded smart and, and, and some people retweeted it. So that means it's gotta be incredible. Right. right? Um, but, uh, but I, I said to, is that that duplicate account? I said, right. I said, I said to, uh, pick one to two and this is going to take some filtering through, right? It's, you need a little bit of skin in the game to, to recognize who is trustworthy in this game, in the, in the fitness game. But I said what you should do to eliminate that shiny object syndrome of just trying to follow wherever the next shiny object is and constantly comparing yourself to this Instagram model or this diet or, or whatever. It's just like pick one to two and maybe three professionals and maybe one in training, one in nutrition um, and one in mindset or habits or something like that. Pick those experts and just shade everything else out, right? Like yeah. don't, don't listen to anybody else, but those people, 
Because the thing is, so much shit works, but because you're bouncing from one thing to another and not giving it the time it deserves, that's why you're not making progress. It's like, you, is the long, like keto can work if you stick with it. That's just sure. the hardest part. But yeah. it's just like, it does work if you stick with it and you're in a calorie deficit, um, et cetera, if you're trying to lose, lose fat. I wouldn't say it's the best thing, but it does, it can work. Mm. Um, and so that's, I think if, if people will stop trying to listen to so many different figureheads especially but i follow a thousand accounts on instagram i I know it's like it's it's like that's cool you can maybe take ideas or something like that but as far as actual principles like switching up your entire diet switching up at your entire training program it's like let's just listen to what these people are saying and let's stick with it for a while uh and, and just see what happens like the worst that happens is that you learn like okay that didn't work. And you have to be honest with yourself, of course, and be like, Hey, Mm -hmm. did that actually work? Like, did it actually, uh, um, did I actually put in the effort that was intended by this program or by this diet uh, or whatever? Then you can't just blame the diet for sucking. It's like, no, you sucked. So let's, let's let's fix that first. And then the, 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 uh, the diet variable, you can worry about that later. Um, so yeah, pick, pick one to three experts and just listen to them only. Uh, and, and again, you have to bet these people first, make sure they're trustworthy. Um, so yeah, basically just listen to me and Jared and then unfollow every yeah, single yeah, other forget person. Forget everyone else. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go inspect Instagram accounts and there should be only two following. That's, like, that's it. That you're following. That's it. Your family, everything. Just forget about them. Yep. <laughs> well, to be along that line, I think that's being totally honest is one of the, uh, the first ones you should unfollow because that, that's, that's fair. I mean, that's fair. I mean, at least when it comes to training over, and nutrition, right? Training and nutrition advice. Yes, absolutely. Right? Your like, uncle Mike does not know shit about diet. Yeah. If your mom's starting over on keto for the eighth time and she's serious this time, um, then you might be done following her. Let her right, do her mom right. stuff, but yeah. Yeah. Or, or Karen from the office, right? She yep, doesn't Karen like, from the office. 15 pounds doing, you know, X, Y, and Z. It's like, that's cool. You're not Karen and you don't know yeah. what Karen's actually been doing. And Karen yeah. doesn't even know what Karen's actually been doing. <laughs> so. I had someone, I do, I had, it was probably one of the most crazy DMs along those lines the other day. I had someone tell me that they, their friend lost 90 pounds in three months doing uh, this ungodly, it's, I won't, I won't say the diet specifically because people on here will probably go like, try it because people are stupid. Um, but we'll say they ate 500. They, they said their friend ate 500 calories every single day, All incorporated right. certain shots. Uh, it's right. well known in the pregnancy community. And, right. uh, and they're like, yeah. So what do you think about that? And I'm like, that's one of the dumbest fucking things I've ever heard. They're like, yeah, but I mean, she lost 90 pounds in three months. I'm like, no, she didn't first and foremost. And number two, that's fucking dumb <laughs> and it's it's well one it's n equals one it's just like that's that's a that's a group of one person that did that right. and it, it was successful and it's also just like that's cool but is she that's still gonna you. be 90 pounds down next year at this time that's what yeah. it's just like i don't give a shit how fast you lose weight right. like that's pointless like that's not the most that's not even the most difficult part yeah. it's just like the the part that's hard is maintaining it for for a long time and that's Again, going back to the, the automated fitness thing, it's like that's what I'm trying to get at and, and make sure that people can use these things long-term, use these mm-hmm. mindset, like how you look at food and how you look at training yeah. and how you look at yourself and your own yeah. uh, uh, identity and relationship towards fitness. It's like, let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's make sure that life come fr- comes first and then you use fitness to enhance your life, right? Sure. Like that's, that's kind of what, what I'm all about. And it's just, it's, it's very difficult 
for people to, to kind of wrap around because they place so much of their identity and uh, their self-worth on mm-hmm. their, their diet and exercise progress and their body yeah. progress and how they look and then comparing themselves to, to other people or how strictly of a vegan mm-hmm. they are or something. You know, it's just, yeah. it's, it's a slippery slope. And if you get all of your self-validation from fitness, it's like, okay, it's time to take a- sure a good hard uh, look in the mirror and be like, okay, what I think my values are slightly skewed here. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think, I think the fact that so many people are willing to suffer and put their entire life in a bad place for fitness and fat loss is, um, is scary because Mm -hmm. like I'll see people for the sake, a lot of the time it's for the, I'll see for the sake of time. Um, it blows me away. It's, and it's one of my favorite analogies to use is uh, everyone, if you look at, in my opinion, if I look at everything people are, whether it be marketing, uh, unethical products, or someone's trying to like do something that's all to expedite the process, because no one wants to wait nine to 12 months. Everyone's like, no, eight weeks is vacation and I have to look good naked. Like, mm-hmm. But if you look at any other thing, in life, if you see someone trying to market or advertise or say, you can get this without the the time, red flags go up. Pregnancy. If a doctor Mm -hmm. came out and said, hey, I have a pill or a diet or a system that can allow a nine-month pregnancy to happen in three months, everyone would go bet because you just know time goes with pregnancy. There's no way to remove that. Or uh, if someone hits you up on your Instagram DMs, like every person has gotten that from that friend from high school you haven't seen, that's like, Hey, I can make you a hundred thousand dollars in the next month. Right. Where it's like, no, because making a a good amount of money and building a legitimate business takes time. And there's no way to go very rarely. Are you going to go from zero to a hundred thousand dollars a year in a month of something brand new? It's, it's so it's so funny how they can turn that away so quickly and turn that like oh no right. that's ridiculous that's so stupid but, but then, when someone does it with fitness they're like take my money now <laughs> like, yeah you you put up a couple of fake before and afters of these these models or whatever it's like oh yeah they did this in 30 60 yeah. 90 days it's like it, it it doesn't like it doesn't matter if you can't if you can't retain it if you can't mm-hmm. keep doing it um and and another point on that that i wrote down is like suffering for the sake of suffering, you don't get bonus points for suffering more than another person. Like if you, if you can, if you can drive to the store or walk to the store, it's like, you don't get bonus points because walking is harder, right? Right. Like you you get in your freaking car and you drive there. It's like, why would you, why would you make it harder than it needs to be? Uh, and it's just a lot of people, yeah, they get mm-hmm. off on, oh, I, you know, I, I ate chicken and rice and broccoli for every single meal. And I'm just such a badass because I did that. It's like, no, I look at you <laughs> like you're an idiot. Like there's yeah. other ways to do this sure. that are much more enjoyable and also probably better for your overall health than mm-hmm. doing it that way. One right. of a, I never thought about it this way. This is another one of my favorite analogies. I can't take credit for my buddy Ranbeer, uh, a mutual friend of ours was yeah, the one yeah. that said this on one of our podcasts. Uh, and I was, and it was one of the best analogies I've been using ever since. So I stole it from him, but it was the concept of, he asked me, he said, have you ever, uh, have you ever gone on a date like with your wife or your, your partner, but you guys like argued the whole way there. Mm. Be, and, uh, and like, once you got to dinner, you just, because you guys argued or you were on your way to vac- on the way to vacation and like the kids were screaming or family was screaming or because the journey side of it was hell. Like, let's say you and your girlfriend going out to dinner mm-hmm. and you guys like argued the whole way about like something when you sure. get there it's like it almost taints the you're not going to just magically snap out of it you're like yeah. oh well this sucks and i think people do that they're so willing to suffer on their journey it's 
that once they get there, I think it's half the reason people are like, oh, well, this yeah. sucks. Yeah, you know? it, it lingers, right? That, that, the, mm-hmm. it, the, the, the uh, bad taste in your mouth from that argument leads into the dinner. And yeah. just like, things, are, things are just kind of off. And there's some type of uh, residue, basically, yeah. is kind of, kind of what it is. It's what um, uh, Cal Newport actually talks about in this book called attention residue. And it's about switching mm. from task to task. And whenever we switch from task to task, we still have some type of uh, attention residue from the previous task that, uh, that uh, distracts us from the current task we're sure. trying to, to, to focus on. But, but yeah, but to your point about them, them glamorizing the, the process and then they get to the end goal and then it's just like, oh, okay, now it's, it's kind of like post-show blues with, with bodybuilding competitions. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you go through this very difficult period of 12 to 16 to 20 weeks uh, plus of dieting and you're, you're just, you're, you're so in it. Like this is your day in, day out. You're thinking about this, the yep. show date, the show date, the show date, the competition, the competition, like I'm ready. And then I'm doing all this thing. My whole life is revolved around this competition. And then the competition passes and then you're just like, oh, well, well now I don't have any goals to work towards. Yeah. I don't have any grandiose thing to work towards. And it's just like, that's, that's the whole thing. Like this mm-hmm. is the, the thing that we're trying to teach our clients, and, and I've said it before, it's basically just, it's the art of consistency. And it's the art of staying on track over yeah. time. Because this, you're, if, if you're doing this correctly, it, like it becoming a lifestyle, it's the cheesy thing, like, oh, it's a lifestyle. It's like, yes, it is true. Because you're going to have to be in shape for the rest. If you want to live a healthy lifestyle, mm-hmm. you're going to have to do this shit forever. There's no yeah. end date. There is no... 30 day, 60 yep. day in period. I don't care like what program you're on or whatever. It's just like, this goes on forever. Um, and so us as coaches, like what we're trying to do with our clients is, is at least, at least, and I'm, I know that you probably follow this philosophy as well, but it's like good coaches don't want their clients to need them forever. No, I, dude, I say that on, on like application calls. We're like, yeah. no, the day's going to come where we're no longer going to be together. Yeah. And I want you to be bulletproof. Like I'll, I say that. It makes sense, right? It just, it made like, that's what we're here for. We're here to teach you, like pass you along the stuff that we're trying, that we've learned over the years and how we are managing our own training and nutrition. And it's just like, we're trying to pass those skills along to you. And it's Mm -hmm. why things like meal plans or things like that, it's just like, it's a bandaid to a broken leg, right? It's just like you, you can follow the meal plan for 30 days, but then okay, you've learned nothing about nutrition. You've learned nothing about portion control. Mm-hmm. You may have learned a little bit. I don't want to give meal plans completely disc- discredit them because they can show people a lot of things along the way if they can actually stick to them in the first right. place. That's the most important. But it's just like, for the most part, it doesn't teach you about nutrition and, and your, your daily habits mm-hmm. and your daily caloric intake and macronutrient intake like tracking does, which I think it's just so, it's just, it, it tells you like whenever you first weigh out the two, the, you know, the, the, the typical two tablespoons peanut butter. Of peanut butter. whenever you see it, you're just like, Oh shit. It's like, that's, yeah. that's 220 calories. And that's, that's uh, you know, that's 16 grams of fat and that's, that's seven or eight grams of protein. And then, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, sure. And then after you, you do this for so long, you understand like, okay, you can eyeball these portions. You can eyeball this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, after you, after you do that, after you put in those, those, uh, I think it was uh, Adam Ali who said it, because economics, he, he was like, this is the tracking is the training wheels to understanding yeah. your, your nutrition and to understand like how to take control of your mm-hmm. nutrition for the rest of your life. You need yeah. to put that time in first of tracking. 
and, and then that's how you, you learn so much so that you can use it in the future. Yeah, no doubt. Well, and I, I think because a lot of people and I, I'll overhear conversations or people will say it to me or family members, whatever. Um, and the, they'll say it almost like they're surprised. They're like, yeah, I lost all this weight, but then I added carbs back and then I gained all my weight back. Or it's like, or no, I went, I did cardio every single day. And then when I stopped, I gained all my weight back. It's like, if you go, if you quit going to work, your boss is going to quit paying you. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, it doesn't. And that's, and that's one of the things I know you and I both really try to hammer out with our, our content and is, uh, is that if th- this is a forever game, just like you said, and I yeah. think people, once they wrap their head around that and they get rid of mm-hmm. the 12 week timeline, they get rid of their expectations that progress is fast, quick, linear, and effortless. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's when a lot of things go well, but I think yeah. the fitness industry and the state of like social media fucks mm-hmm. with everybody's expectations so much. Yeah. Like, like the fact that the fact that like, so I'm sure you have to have those conversations with people that no progress isn't linear. You're not going to lose weight mm-hmm. every single week and mm-hmm. that's okay. Yeah. But I think, uh, Kyle Cease, we were talking about him on, uh, when I was on your podcast, yeah. he mentioned, he was talking about this with, in the world of expectations. It's not that someone hurt you, but they, their, their expectations of an outcome got broken. Mm-hmm. And it's not that people have an issue with progress taking a while, but when they were promised 12 weeks and it's really going to take them a year to lose a hundred pounds. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's the expectations because yes. I, and I, there's a, there's a, a thing that happened when I was little that I like to, this is my favorite example for uh, expectations is I was a little kid. I was a Kool-Aid kid, right? I loved okay. orange Kool-Aid and I, I wasn't a big fan of milk. Okay. I just didn't, just didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I couldn't like maybe drink it, but, uh, your boy's picking his orange Kool-Aid. So (laughs) me and my brother are sitting at a table uh, on each edge of, you know, we're sitting at a square table. So we're kind of uh, catty corner to each other. Just he's, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm here, he's there. And Mm -hmm. I'm drinking orange Kool-Aid. He's drinking milk. I look at my mom and I'm talking to her as I reach for my drink. I'm expecting orange Kool-Aid. I take a big mouthful of nasty fucking milk. Oh, no. Um, Not that like, yeah. It's I, do, like it, I do that with, I used to do that with sweet tea and Coke whenever I was younger. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever, whenever my parents would go through the drive-thru or something, like my mom would get sweet tea. Like I'd be sitting up front mm-hmm. and I would get a Coke and she would get a sweet tea and I would accidentally pick hers up and drink it. And I was expecting this sugary, sweet yeah. Coca-Cola, but instead I get nothing. this, this kind of like bitter, bitter. Yeah. Tea. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, Oh, and yeah. I hated tea. I was like, Oh, this it's terrible. I was like, well, oh, and oh. Here's the thing to this day. I still hate milk. Probably if that one instance didn't happen, I probably would have liked milk um, mm. and whatnot. But that one, first and foremost, that my expectation got broken in that mm. moment. And that's one of my earliest childhood memories. Like, and just uh, to this day, I still don't like milk all because an expectation got broke. Mm. That's, that's yeah. literally what the whole principle behind this is, is my expectation got broken. Mm-hmm. And so it made my experience terrible. Yeah. So if, I think that's what ruined a lot of people with fitness and fat loss and progress is they think progress is fast, quick and linear. Yeah. But then that expectation gets broken. And so they have this really bitter taste in their mouth for things. Yeah. Or they just, they, they, their, their self-esteem and their belief in themselves. Cause then they might shift it back on themselves. Like, Oh, I just didn't want it bad enough. My effort wasn't good enough. Like I'm just, I'm not cut out to be skinny. If somebody has been, been overweight their entire life, and then they mm-hmm. go through that and then they don't reach their goal. And they're like, what is wrong with me? They start thinking there's something wrong with them. Yeah. And it's just like, no. Back to like their identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, I think that, I think outcome goals are, are helpful to 
give us this uh, uh, compass direction. Like we're going towards uh, 12, 12 pounds in, in uh, 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 whatever, like 90 days or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm going to try and lose 12 mm-hmm. pounds in 90 days. Okay, that's my outcome goal. And then you can have daily process goals of, okay, I'm going to eat protein with every single meal. I'm going to have one serving of fruit and vegetables at every single meal. I'm going to uh, eliminate snacking. I'm only going to have three meals and one snack per day and no, no other snacking in between meals. I'm going to have water in between every single meal to, to make sure that I'm staying hydrated, make sure that my, uh, um, uh, yeah, not having any weird hunger signals or anything like that going on. Uh, little things like that, that lead to, that outcome sure. goal. And it's just, it, it can be that motivation to, to push you a little bit extra to, to work a little bit harder because you have that end goal in mind. However, you have to realize that that end goal is kind of just a mirage. And that, yeah. that, that, that end goal is then because you're not just going to lose 12 pounds and then be happy for the rest of your life. It's like, that's just not how sure. we have, <laughs> have, have evolutionary, like that's not how we've evolved. Uh, yeah. And so we're constantly going to keep setting that bar higher. But whenever you can realize that and realize, okay, there's certain steps I need to take in order to reach that outcome goal. And then you do it and then you build that confidence, you build that momentum. And then it's just kind of, you can, you can continue to keep setting that bar, but realize that's an arbitrary, like 12 pounds in, in that 12 weeks or something that's Mm -hmm. completely arbitrary. And it's just something you made up in your head. Like it could take a, a good, a good rule of thumb. I don't remember where I heard this, but it's just like, However long you think it's going to take for you to reach your in goal weight, it's like double it. Like you need yeah. to double you need to double that amount of time just so that you and can that, have realistic expectations. For a lot of people, yeah, it is, it is. But it's just it's a shame because again, you do have forever to to figure this stuff out. So it's just like let's cut yourself some slack. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying don't work hard, but also keep shit in perspective. Like again, this is just diet and exercise. You're just trying to lose weight, um, and as long as you're you're putting in the reps every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like, you're, you're going to, as, as long as you don't give up and as long as you don't continually switch from thing to thing to thing, uh, you're, you're going to, you're going to get there eventually. And if, yeah. if like you're, you're going to get there eventually. And you're also going to learn a shit ton along the way from making mistakes, failing, mm-hmm. getting back on track, but getting back on track, going back to the art of consistency, making sure that consistency is the goal and not necessarily just losing 12 pounds, but how can I, be consistent on a regular basis with the least amount of effort. That's how you build a healthy lifestyle yeah. over the long term, right? Yep. That's, that's, and that's what we're all aiming for. No, I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ew, what's hilarious is none of this was in my notes whatsoever. It's one of the things I love about our conversations. How is, it always happens. Is uh, like, I, I, whenever I do a podcast, I always have like a quick list of bullets. More, more, more things to talk about than I know I could cover um, just because I don't want that. Uh, yeah awkward, like whatever. But like, like this one thing that I love about you and in our conversations is dude, none of this was, I had none of this on my bullet list. None Listen, of it. It's just, dude, it went, I'm a, I'm a chatty Kathy. I, I, I do. <laughs> I love, I love it, man. I love having conversations. Cause I honestly, I don't get to have these conversations too, too often because I have, you have with us, it's like, I have internet friends and then I have my real life friends. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I, I have all of these coaches that I admire and look up to and I love brainstorming. Like, you know, I love brainstorming yeah, yeah. with you and talking about whatever, cigars and wine and other things in yep. life and, and stuff like catching up and, and 
for that reference, it's back on our podcast episode. Yeah, yeah. Podcast, you should stop listening to this right now and go listen to yes, my 100%. podcast and not listen. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but it's but it's just like yeah, I love having internet friends and then also real friends because with my real friends, I don't talk about you know automating your fitness, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're we're talking about what what my dumbass friend Ramy did the other day whenever he was at this pool, and you know it's just like dumb yeah, stuff, yeah. just like stuff that's not related to fitness. But then we yeah. have internet friends where we can we can brainstorm and and, and talk about this stuff and um so yeah man it, again i i like to talk i think it's it's fun and i enjoy the uh, uh i i feel the most fulfilled and stimulated after conversations like sure. these and doing the podcast like i feel so good after doing these podcasts especially nowadays with this damn Quarantine virus and stuff, and stuff. yeah, yeah no we kidding. need this we need this more than ever there you go no i totally agree so mm -hmm. one thing that i did that i do have on my notes that i wanted you to touch on because uh mm -hmm. not when it comes to specifics about nutrition especially because you are an rd um for you what are when it, i mean i know this is a very broad question but like when people talk about like oh well it's just calories it's just whole foods or like well um you know tracking counting but then uh intuitive like for, for you what are the essentials that you would that you like to start people with and of course i know it's individual but when it comes to this just for those listening who are like you know because mm -hmm. you and i both know there's mm -hmm. all this shit about nutrition floating around the internet and, and some from like doctors and other rds or nutritionists and all that kind of stuff that's just blatantly terrible information mm -hmm. what is essential for you when you are working with someone with nutrition and how do you start that yeah i think the the most important thing and the starting point that I'm sure that you use as well is just you, you have to meet the client where they are as opposed yes. to like you, you can't, uh, you don't make the client fit your programs. But you I'm make, a keto you, coach. I make right, everybody make, do keto. That's what I'm saying. You don't, you don't make the client fit your programs. You make your programs fit the client and that's, yes. that, that's how it needs to work. Um, and so, so meeting the client where they are uh, context dependent is, is absolutely the most important thing. Like somebody, who has necessarily never tracked their food or something like that. It's like, first you can, you can start them off with, okay, so let's maybe, let's maybe, uh, uh, let's track three days. Right. And let's only track like your calories or something or, or just your calories and your protein. Um, you can, you could start them off with that. Uh, somebody else who's like, Oh, I've had a, uh, I used to be very obsessive with counting my calories and I used, to, I, I hate it now. I don't want to do it. Um, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. So then we're going to use my habit tracker that I have. And again, this goes back to you have an outcome goal, you have daily process goals. And it's like, okay, so again, what are the actions that we can take every day that will lead to that outcome goal that we don't necessarily need to track calories on a daily basis. So again, this goes back to if you have a large portion of protein and a uh, serving of fruit and vegetables at that meal, fruit or vegetables at that meal, it's likely that you're not going to also yeah. be eating tons of shit with that meal. You right. know what I'm saying? It's like, you don't have to say, and this is a, a big part of, of having an inclusive diet as a part of an exclusive diet. So this is like a, a psychology trick. Whenever you're telling people they can't have something, whenever you tell mm -hmm. somebody they can't have something, instantly we want it. You like want that's, it. Yeah. that's how it works. Uh, but if you say, hey, let's make sure that we get one serving of vegetables with every single meal for this day. It's like what they're going to do is they're going to eat less shit overall because they're trying to incorporate that those vegetables into that meal. Yep. And you're including 
vegetables with that meal. Let's okay. Let's have at least eight glasses of water today. Mm -hmm. If they, if they make sure they have to get in eight glasses of water, they're probably going to be drinking less soda. You know what I'm saying? It's like, let's get in a side salad with lunch. And just by doing that, they're going to, their, their hunger is going to be reduced because of the fiber and the the food volume in that Mm -hmm. side salad. And so maybe they won't have as much uh, hunger to, to, eat a big dessert or something like that. Maybe sure. they'll settle for something smaller, right? So it's things that we, what can we include in the diet instead of telling people, no, you can't have soda. You can't have desserts. You can't have X, Y, and Z. Uh, doing something like that is, is going to be helpful. So yeah, for the person mm. who doesn't want to count calories or something, okay, that's fine. We're going we're gonna to make sure, like, can we check these boxes every single day and actually use a point system? And so if you have, if you, you, you have maybe five process goals, whenever you eat protein with every single meal, you get one point, right? If you don't, then you get zero points for that day, Mm -hmm. at least in that category. Then the next one would be, okay, did you have vegetables with every single meal? If yes, you get a point. If not, you get a zero, right? And then at the end of the week, you can tally up how many points did you get? And then you can also see which goal did you struggle with the most? Did you struggle? Did you get zeros in the vegetable category? It's like, okay, this week, let's work on getting that up to three out of three out of seven instead of one out of seven. You know what I'm saying? It's just like using, using those little things like that. And I think I'm going to, I'm going to write an article about that soon because I would like to share that with, with more people. I don't don't think enough people use, use something just as simple as that because it can just, it can, with, with the calories and the macros, sometimes you can get too much freedom. And whenever mm-hmm. you have too much freedom, because don't get me wrong, it still can give you a little bit of rigidity in there. But whenever I have concrete things like, okay, did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? Instead of them trying to necessarily figure out fitting certain foods to their calories and macros, which can take some time, but I still think mm-hmm. that is necessary for, for most people to, to try and do. Um, I think that, that, yeah, you just meeting the client where they are um, is definitely going to dictate all the other actions that you have to take. And then again, mm. then it comes down to, of course, yeah, your, your overall energy consumption, your overall calories for the day. It's pretty clear. That's most important. Um, yeah. Getting in high amount of protein. Uh, that's, that's going to be pretty important. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like getting, getting that in and then the uh, getting in fruits and vegetables. Um, but it's, it's, I like to focus more on uh, the, the, the habits and the adherence over time. And then also, what are the mental, like if I give them these certain goals on yeah. a regular basis and they consistently run into certain obstacles and, and the most often is, oh, I fell off track on Friday and then I mm-hmm. kept eating shit for the rest of the meals on Friday, the rest of the meals on Saturday, and then mm-hmm. Sunday, I finally got back on, I finally got back on track. Um, and so again, the art of getting back on track, the art of consistency, it all comes back to our jobs as coaches for the most part is like just getting people refocused on yeah, the task dude. at hand. You know what I'm saying? Over mm-hmm. and over and over and over again. Uh, so figuring out like what mental blocks are they like, why, why did they, why did they eat that meal and then just have the fucking mentality for the rest of the day? It's like, why? Right. And then, and then you give the, 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 uh, the car analogy where you slash one tire. It's like, you wouldn't just slash your other yeah. three tires as well. You would get back on track. Um, so it would be, it would be things like that. It's just like, get, whenever you give them that type of analogy or that type of unlock, uh, that can be really helpful. Yeah. Um, but also everyday activity or, uh, on the weekend, if they want to go out and drink or something, go to the bars or something. It's like, you can have some type of plan so that whenever you get back from the bars, 
you're not just going for that pizza. Smashing going, Taco Bell. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and again, I like, I know this is difficult, but again, having some type of conscious plan beforehand, mm-hmm. like you, you're telling me you want to stay on track with your fitness goals. And here I'm giving you a solution to go out and drink at the bars, making sure like, Hey, whenever you go out, don't have a bunch of uh, sugary mixers in your drink. Like try to go for hard liquor, go for whiskey or vodka or yeah. something like that. Uh, and, and try to avoid the beer and just really sugary shots and things like that. Just get maximum drunkenness for the least amount of calories possible. Alcoholic that's, essentialism. Listen, that's, dude, that, that is the key. That's, that's, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Alcohol, al- alcoholic essentialism. And it's true. It's, it's just, if you want that desired effect, you want to get drunk. Okay. There's a way we can go about it with giving the least amount yeah. of damage to your fitness goals. And then what I want you to do, because we know it's very difficult whenever you get back from that bar to, uh, um, to make the right choice. Yeah, dude. Of, I turn of, into a bottomless Taco Bell pit. That's what I'm, I'm saying. But, but here's the thing. The reason why you may do that, and again, you're, it's still going to be difficult because whenever you're drunk, your decision-making process is in the show. <laughs> it's terrible. It's very <laughs> awful. Um, but but here's the, the, this is the key with this. is like we need a pretty good meal planned yeah. whenever you get back home. And, and for me, what I tell a lot of people, this is a go-to, it's just like some type of deli sandwich. So having, having maybe turkey and cheese, maybe have even a little bit of veggies on that. Or even if you go to Subway earlier in that day, get yourself a good sub, even a foot long sub or whatever, that's 600 calories. That's going to be better than the 1200 to 2000 yeah. calorie pizza that you're looking yeah. forward to. It's just like, come home, you have the Subway, ready to go in the fridge or Chipotle or whatever, whatever the hell you love, right? Yeah. Like have that ready to go, maybe a bag of chips, have you a, a Powerade Zero or something that's tasty. You're not just drinking water, um, but you're also not drinking caffeine that's going to affect your sleep more than it already is mm-hmm. because of the alcohol. It's like, let's, let's have some type of plan so yeah. that when you come home, okay, you can eat this and enjoy yourself, yeah. but it's not donuts and pizza and cookies and everything yep. else you can find right? So it's just, it's, it's these little decisions, again, making the, the productive choice, making the healthy choice, the easy mm-hmm. choice, as opposed to trying to, oh, I'll do my best. Cause we all know that that does not work. Ever, no, especially when alcohol is. Well, and to be honest, like as shady as it sounds, most people's best is not good enough. Most people's best mm-hmm. is not their best either, but most people's best is not good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times most people's best is like, I'll try better next time. Yes. And it doesn't happen. It's like, no, let's, what does that mean? What does that mean? Like what you said, try better next time. Okay. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And this is where it comes in the automated fitness. One of the things I talk about is, um, uh, uh, failing fast and never missing twice. And I'm sure you've heard of the, I'm sure you've heard of of both of those, but it's just, uh, the never miss twice is to basically never have two shitty meals in a row. Mm -hmm. That's, that's kind of, that's kind of a mentality you can have like, okay, if you have a healthy breakfast, then you have a shitty lunch. Okay. You have to have a healthy dinner as well. So that's, that's what I'll try better next time. It's like, okay, whenever this does happen next time, you already know right then, whenever you screw up, it's not, oh, fuck it. I, I'm just, I don't, have any, Monday. I don't have any clue of what I'm going to do. So I'm just going to wait to reset until mm-hmm. the next day. It's like, no, you know, the rule of never miss twice. You need to have a healthy meal prepared, a more nutritious meal prepared uh, uh, for, that, for that next time. Mm-hmm. Uh, another, and then fail fast is basically get back on track as quick as possible. And those, yeah. those both kind of uh, work co- coincided together. Uh, and then another one would be my healthy, unhealthy meal. Anytime you have something that is less nutritious, you have to pair it with something that's more nutritious. Yep. 
And so the example I use with this is always Chick-fil-A, right? You always get, if you have the, the fried Chick-fil-A sandwich, you have the fried chicken. Okay. You have to pair that with a fruit cup instead of French fries. You know what yep. I'm saying? So it's just like having that choice instead of, instead of the French fries. Sure. You're still going to get your fix of the fried chicken, but you're making that, that healthy, unhealthy rule, that healthy, yeah. healthy choice and still getting the nutrients from the fruit, getting a little bit of the fiber in there. And you're, you're saving yourself tons of calories uh, mm -hmm. from the, from the French fries. Well, and that to totally combats people's, Oh, fuck it. Uh, it's going to be bad or unhealthy or it's I'm off. I'm I'll just get back on Monday. Yeah, that, that just straight kicks that in the sack. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's it, man. My, just, my it, favorite. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say my favorite is like, if you're going to have a Snickers bar, get an apple with your Snickers bar. Like, there you go. Why not? <laughs> like, I think, I think that that's perfectly feasible because what it's going to do, it'll, uh, it'll maybe help stabilize your, your blood sugar a little bit better. You're going to get in more fiber and more nutrients as a whole for that day. You may be uh, satiated for a little bit longer. Again, making that choice that will affect future choices so that you don't have to make them. Mm -hmm. That's, that's kind of what we're, I'm just always trying to, how can we be more, efficient and effective with both of the things we're doing. So it's just like, I want the most amount of results with the least amount of work. Yeah. Uh, and no, that's, that's amazing. That's, that's what we're trying to do. That's what we're no, trying I to love do. that. I love that. Amen. Awesome, oh. bro. That was a lot of good info and none of it planned for, which I Dude, fucking love. It's love 104 that. already. Yeah. Like, we're going for an hour, man. That's fucking we're, awesome. We're, I, then I told you I'm a chatty Kathy. I, will I love just, it. You, you set set me on the path, and I will. Uh, I I'm like a Rottweiler. I'm going after. It. I'm, I'm full it. force ahead. That's awesome. All right, bro. Where can people uh, find you to learn more about you and your stuff? And then also when your automated fitness drops, mm -hmm. where people can get that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so first, I think Instagram would probably be one of the the easiest ones, and that's just at Matt McLeod six, and so it's M A T T M C L. E-O-D-6. McLeod. Um, McLeod, yeah. McLeod, <laughs> McLeod, McLeod. I've literally heard it all. Um, but yeah, at Matt McLeod 6 on Instagram. And then my website is uh, mattmcleod.org. And then my podcast is the More Than Fitness podcast, which you can find Jared on there twice now. Ye -ye. Um, yeah, great stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's basically, it's at Matt McLeod 6 on all my social media. I think it's basically just Instagram, Twitter, then my website, podcast, YouTube, I have on there. All the links are in my bio. So honestly, if you just go to the link in my bio on my Instagram, uh, you'll find everything. And then Automated okay. Fitness. Automated Fitness will be coming out within the, probably the next two weeks. So it's March 31st that we're recording this. So maybe in the next two weeks or so, I think Automated Fitness will be released. Sweet. That's going to be awesome. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I bet, man. Awesome, brother. Well, I appreciate you being on here, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, brother, for having me on. Awesome, man. I'll talk soon. Sure. All right, guys. Thank you once again for tuning in to today's episode of the podcast. I hope you got a lot of value on it if you stayed around the whole time. I know you did. Be sure and uh, connect with Matt. Reach out to him. Say what's up. Say, hey, I heard you on Jared pod Jared's podcast and uh, virtual high five or whatever you want to do. Um, I'll leave his info in the, in the, uh, the podcast notes. So that way you can connect with him on his Instagram, um, hop over on his, uh, his website, check out what he's got going on, check out his podcast. It's some good stuff. Um, I also have this episode or this, uh, if you like this interview, um, I have the actual, um, video of it on my YouTube. 
So if you actually want to see Matt and Matt and I on the actual Zoom call that we did this on, um, I have that over on my YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Jared Hamilton. So yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I'll talk to you next time.